We are back for another Codex Cantina episode, which is just two guys talking literature, trying to make sense of it. Now, we spend a lot of time pushing ourselves, trying to understand this literature, organizing it, and then bringing it to a conversational approach for how we deliver it. And we've absolutely put more money in it than we've gotten out of it. So if you guys are considering supporting this channel, we'd appreciate you checking out our Patreon link at patreon.com slash the Codex Cantina, as well as Ko-Fi of ko-fi.com slash the Codex Cantina. It all helps us in running the show, along with commercials, guys. So thank you so much. We're going to do a quick commercial break, and then we'll get on with the rest of the episode. What do our dreams mean to our future? We're going to read a very quick poem and discuss its meaning today, coming up. Hold fast to dreams, for if dreams die, life is a broken-winged bird that cannot fly. Hold fast to dreams, for when dreams go, life is a barren field frozen with snow. Before you even think about, like, what does this mean? Like, how did it feel reading this piece to you? Uh, it, it felt, I guess, a little bit awkward. I, I look at it, and it's two sentences, but they're not in sentence structure form. And there's the rhyme in there, so I'm trying to, like, I guess have some music in my head in the background to make how would I... I don't know, rap this? How would I make this into a country song? I don't know. Uh, it, it, it's very short, so I guess I struggled. Like, why is it sectioned in those little pieces like it's chopped up? Yeah. Well, I, I don't want to get technical, but there are terms for that, like in terms of enjambment and how you read that. And I don't think there's a wrong way to experience poetry, but maybe if you're feeling like things are kind of like jilted, because it is very monosyllabic, right? Like the biggest syllables in any of these words is two syllables. We don't have a ton of complexity here, but another way to look at poetry is maybe try just reading it as if the punctuations were in sentences, right? So right, let me try again. Let me try again. Hold fast to dreams for if dreams die, life is a broken winged bird that cannot fly. Oh, that was a little better. Hey. That feel better? Okay. okay. That so felt a little better. I, I think I have it memorized now too. <laughs> so that's a little trick, but yeah, I mean, it yeah. is very choppy. Right. And I think that goes to a lot of critics when they look at Langston Hughes, even in his shorter fiction, they'll talk about the rhythm. Right. He, he's got that that jazz rhythm and it doesn't follow the the typical iambic. Like, do you read this in the iambic? Dun, 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 dun. dun, dun, approach? dun, dun. Maybe that's what I was trying. It could be. It could be. Yeah. Langston Hughes is one of those that you can just kind of roll with. And I think it works I don't think there's a wrong way to experience Langston Hughes. And I think this is one that's very easy and approachable. Let's talk about the the meaning a little bit, right? So let's just let's just start with this out because it's kind of two simple metaphors that are very, very easy to digest, I think. Let's look at the first stanza. Okay. The hold fast to dream, for if dreams die, life is a broken winged bird that cannot fly. So if if your dreams die, you're a bird that can't fly. What, what does that mean? What happens to a bird that can't fly? It can't get food. It can't take care of itself. It's not going to flourish. Well, what if it can do? What if it can fly? What is, then it what is, can survive, but is that truly living? Well, have you ever heard of flying kind of representing maybe freedom, maybe happiness? If you ever hear dream theory when you fly, what does that mean? And, and a lot of times it comes down to the idea of being able to escape rules to free yourself from boundaries even like the idea that if you can fly you can accomplish anything yeah that makes sense i guess this is kind of the precursor to dr king's i have a dream speech and that the discrimination of you know specific races at this time period that you know hughes is writing this that the bird is being you know hobbled in a way and his people are being hobbled in american society also 
And if you're, if you give up on hope, if you give up on change on your dreams, then that, that leads life to being broken. Like, like you, it's almost like you're accepting you're going to die. And it's also worth, I think, pointing out that dreams don't have to be internal to yourself, right? Like you, you actually transitioned us into the idea of a a societal change. Dreams can be the betterment of a group of individuals in this case, like you talked about with Langston Hughes, but also even something as simple as your children. Like you don't want to see your children suffer or go through the things that you did. So your dreams could be to impact the way that they in a way that can improve an entire group of individuals. Those are dreams too. And giving up on positive change on forward progress, it could be like a bird just accepting that they're going to die because they can't fly anymore. I thought a lot about that word dream because it's, you know, one of the words that's repeated several times that dreams are something that's magical. And I think that he is kind of wanting something magical to happen, maybe for him, his family and his peoples. And I like that, you know, dreams have no limits. And he's saying, you know, in America, there should be no limits on an individual for any reason whatsoever. And that I I like that symbolism of dreams being limitless and that there can be limitless possibility for him and his family and his people. Yeah. And the words repeated, like you said, four times. And even there's some alliteration where if dreams die, like it's obviously something we're supposed to kind of hold on to. Let's look at the second stanza here. Hold fast to dreams for when dreams go, life is a barren field frozen with snow. So one of the things that I kind of question is who's the narrator and who's the narratee? Who is being talked to with this poem? Oh, I never really thought about that. I guess, I guess the easiest answer would be uh, parent to child. Okay, maybe. And why do you say parent? I think parents have a little bit more jaded outlook on life because they might be beaten down a little bit. Uh, they're saying, "Hey, you got to hold on to your dreams, kid, because if you let them go." The world's going to beat you down and uh, you could be broken and, you know, life is going to feel void of hope and it's going to be frozen like snow, uh, you know, something that is almost dead-like. Uh, so I, I feel like it's it's a message to a future generation. Yeah. So so maybe even if it's not parents, maybe it's from experience, right? Maybe it's a previous generation that has gone through these struggles and maybe they're passing on the torch even, right? Like, don't give up. You need to keep fighting the fight that we were fighting and make the change that we wanted. And it's up to you to to realize those dreams. So maybe the narrative of who they're talking to, to your point, is the next generation. The influence that that we can have on people and to say, if you don't like something or if you think something is not right, you have a chance to make it right, to improve this world that you live in. Yeah, I feel like I'm finally getting a grasp on poetry. <laughs> I'm so glad that we've added this uh, into our our schedule of stuff. Uh, I, I I enjoy things like this because it's simple. I can grasp it. The message is beautiful, and I think that you know, for two sentences, it's very very deep. Yeah, and I think it gets a points across in multiple ways, right? Like we talked about. I mean, the title of this is dreams, right? But even if it wasn't dreams, you would know dreams was the thing that you're honing in on, right? Because they never talk about hold fast to dreams for when dreams go. It doesn't say for when they go. It's the same number of syllables. He specifically makes sure to never substitute dreams for anything else. You can't substitute a dream for something else. Dreams are what you hold on to. 
And I think the the consistency in the word choice is very strong as well here from from Hughes's perspective. And we know you gave up on your dream. I did. I did. I gave up on my dreams a long time ago. But you can help restore my dreams by making sure you hit that subscribe button and support us with likes and comments along the way. Uh, no, seriously, we, we will leave other Langston Hughes talks down below. He's he's a fantastic writer, and we're looking forward to continue to kind of explore him and other writers from the Harlem Renaissance era. So if that does sound like you, honestly, please subscribe to join us on the journey as we post videos every Monday and Thursday. Una out. Peace. Keep true to your dreams. <laughs>